0: Hello friends, it's Mr. Gratitude and this is the Living with Gratitude podcast episode eight. And tonight I have a special guest. I ran across this young lady in social media and networking. I thought that she had a fantastic background and portfolio. She came from a divorce. She was married to a narcissist. She built herself up. She became a super strong, independent mom. She runs her own book of business. And I feel that you ladies, especially the ladies that are going through a divorce or that were married to a narcissist, you are going to find what this young lady says, very interesting you're going to learn her story and hopefully she inspires you to be bigger better and stronger than you've ever been you know the routine go get a drink go grab some snacks and sit back because here we go Friends, so please join me in welcoming without further ado, I do have a special guest on the show. Her name is Lisa McGregor. I came across her on social media. I thought she had a fantastic background and portfolio. She is a woman that was in a marriage with a narcissist. She never played a victim. She grew herself out of that marriage. She was able to be strong enough to get divorced grow and be a fantastic mother. She intrigued me and I thought she would be a fantastic guest on the show because I know a lot of my audience, 89% of my audience is female, and I really think you can appreciate and respect this young lady. So Lisa, welcome to the show.
1: Hi Brandon, thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, The the pleasure is all mine, I really appreciate you. So I came across your profile, networking, I saw your Instagram, I saw that you, you run your own book of business, you're an entrepreneur. But I also found out there's some conversation that you didn't have the best marriage and you were married to a narcissist. And most of my audience is female and they they have experience with that. And I, I thought you could shine some light. So really quick, little brief background on your story. What, uh, what brought you to being an entrepreneur and, and running your own book of business now?
1: Well, to be honest, I have actually always kind of done my own thing, even throughout my marriage. I've been in the fitness industry for almost 17 years now, and throughout my marriage, I did own my own studio, continue to teach. But what really inspired me after my divorce to do that was that, number one, I had to support myself, and number two, I had to grow myself also. And no better way through entrepreneurship than growing yourself and seeing how far you can go.
0: Absolutely. Now, you're, you're a mom as well, correct?
1: Yes, too. An almost 12-year-old daughter.
0: All right. Awesome. Yeah, that, that paints a picture of the role model that you are painting uh, yourself uh, for, your, for your daughter as she grows up and she, you know, she has a, a very strong independent mother and that is one thing that I really admire and respect about you. You know my content. I'm really, really, really big on staying in your power, respecting yourself, loving yourself. Um, I see you staying in your power. What, what does that mean to you when I say that you are an independent woman that is in her power? What does that mean to you?
1: Well, first of all, it comes for me that also means faith. So it means plugging into something bigger, whether you're a Christ follower or whether or not you believe in the universe, you've got to acknowledge that there's something bigger than you. So you've got to plug yourself in there. Um, Knowing and loving yourself and knowing boundaries. You talk a lot about that in your content, which is really what drew me to you too, is knowing boundaries. And that's a form of self-respect and self-love. You've got to have that in order for people to not only respect you, but for you to respect yourself as well
0: absolutely absolutely um with that said i do have a question for you i get a lot of ladies that say brandon how do i get in my power how do i get my power back from abuse from toxicity from dealing with a narcissist for 5 10 15 20 years what is some of the best advice lisa that you have for women that are just getting divorced or trying to stay in their power how did you get to where you're at
1: biggest thing for me besides my faith of course is acknowledging victimhood and removing that mindset and I don't mean to say this in a way that not being sensitive to those who've had a really rough background I understand I've been in that marriage myself too but at some point you need to remove the victimhood and move to be able to move forward you can't continue to live in that Um, for me Although my ex did some terrible things and I experienced some of that, I also had to back up and say, okay, what were some of the things that I contributed to that? I taught him how to treat me. And so I had to relearn all those things again, love myself, create those boundaries. So I knew in the future to never let that ever happen again. And that kind of goes into staying in your power.
0: It absolutely does. And, and I like the fact that you said, Hey, you know, I'm not, I, I am sensitive to the, the victimhood statement and we don't want to ever, you know, take away from anyone's experiences from abuse or toxicity, anything like that. And I think that we're on the same page with that is there comes a point to where you're like, okay, I honor that I went through this. I know I have to work through it, but enough is enough don't feel sorry for me anymore. I'm gonna pick myself back up and I'm gonna make a name for myself and I'm gonna create the best life I can for myself and for my children.
1: Exactly, because if I continue to sit there and blame him for everything that went wrong, for me, it's been almost four and a half years. If I continue to blame him for all the things even into my future, I would never get ahead in life. I had to just kind of draw that line in the sand and say, "Okay, that was my past. I learned a lot from it, but how am I going to use that to make me stronger moving forward in my future?" The choice is up to me.
0: Right, right, yeah, and that's that's what I really you know admired about you and your content is you took the forefront. Um, you knew you had to be successful, and leading up to that as well, you mentioned you've been uh, divorced for four and a half years now. I always tell my fans, my clients, my followers, et cetera. Do not date, do not put yourself out there for at least six months to a year because it does take time to heal. I mean, I have some people that have told me they've taken years and years before they put their, themselves out there to date again. But I do have a lot of both men and women that feel, hey, I'm gonna get right back out there. I'm gonna find somebody. And I, I feel that it's the wrong mindset they're looking for the wrong things and it's going to fail time and time again. Now, with that said, how long before you put yourself out there to try and date again, after getting out of, you know, being married to a narcissist, what, what worked for you and what didn't work for you?
1: Well, I definitely knew that I had to give it some time for me. I went straight from my parents' house into my husband's house. So I never had that time by myself. So I was, looking forward to just being able to establish myself by myself and um, get to love me again. I was starting to really understand what that meant. Um, I did start dating about six months after and I quickly realized that it was too soon and pulled myself back in and really began diving into the personal development space. And since then have dated on and off, but I've just not kind of found that perfect fit just yet and think that comes back to the self-love and staying in your power and just really knowing that you're 100 okay by yourself and that's my motto going forward is that you've got to be whole two halves don't equal a whole two holes equal a whole Amen. and so that is what I'm on the search for is somebody who's really whole and in their power as well
0: yep yep and that is something that I dive into all the time on my content in my podcast Now, a question I have though, you you brought up something you said, hey, you know, I, I knew I wasn't ready for this. This isn't right for me. You were six months out of your divorce. What were some of the signs? What were some things that were happening with people that made you realize, hey, I need to step back and work on me. This isn't where I need to be. What made you recognize that?
1: Realizing that I was falling back into some of the regular patterns that I had with my ex. So there was somebody that I was dating um, for, I think, about six months. And I realized after we broke up that I had been getting back into those patterns. I was putting him on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. I was making it all about him. And that's exactly how my marriage went. Um, You know, one of the mistakes that I realized I made in my marriage was that I put everybody above myself. And it sounds so honorable in my mind. I was like, yeah, I'm putting my husband's needs first. I'm putting my daughter's needs first. I'm putting everybody's needs first and I'm last. And in my mind at the time, I thought that that was the right thing. I see now that that actually is completely opposite. In order to truly love the people around us the most, we've got to fill our own cup first. Mm -hmm. And so going back to your original question, I realized that that was happening. And although that relationship ended and it broke my heart when it did, after the dust had settled, I began to see, oh my gosh, thank God, God saved me from that because I would have fallen right back in. And that was an indicator for me. You're not ready yet. You've got a lot more work to do and a lot more self-love to do before you can give yourself to somebody else.
0: Yes, yes, good. That is so fantastic that you recognize that, that you stayed in your power, that you were strong and you had enough love for yourself to realize, hey, this isn't working for me. Lord, I need your guidance. I know where you want me to be. I'm gonna step away from this because it doesn't serve me. And I'm glad that you were able to express that now because I hope a lot of ladies listening can listen to that and go, you know what? She's right. Like I'm learning these things. I I faced some of the things that she faced and if she can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. Leaning, kind of leaning into parenthood. Um, how old your daughter? She
1: will be twelve in November.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh. So you're you're getting you're like at the the preteen age. Right?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so,
0: that, so that in itself is a struggle too. So single mom, you're an entrepreneur. You're running your own book of business. What are you doing outside of that to maintain your happiness? What do you do for your me time to to maintain your independence and also shine that light on your daughter as well? What are some of the things that you do to keep that balance?
1: Well, I definitely realize that all eyes are on me. Not only is she a girl, but um, I'm her mom. And so I need to set a really good example. And a lot of that includes having... A solid morning routine is one thing that starts for me. So I know that I need to put on my armor, so to say. I'm a Christ follower. So that to me means plugging into God every morning and um, making sure that I'm doing my journaling and exercising, which happens to be my profession, so I do it anyway. But that really does help clear my mind. And then also knowing certain triggers and things I need to do um, when I feel that I'm getting sad or Depressed for any reason, I know there's certain things that I can redirect my energy. So that maybe means going, hanging out with my family, or plugging into friends, or reading a good book, or watching a movie, or putting on a song that makes me feel inspired. So I recognize those things now, and I know ways to course correct them.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, it's just so so good to hear that you have a plan. You don't just go into things hot. You you set your boundaries. You create that balance in life, which is huge because. It's going to allow you to have long-term independence, long-term happiness, but also it's going to allow your daughter to say, Hey, my mom is a rock star. My mom is a badass. My mom did this, this, and this. And you know what my mom did? My mom never made an excuse. My mom never said I couldn't do it. And you know what, Lisa, the reason why another reason why I respect you for that is because my mom was the same way. My mom instilled that in me at a very young age, that there's no excuses. You make it happen in life and you will not be a victim.
1: Absolutely. And I want to teach her too that, you know what life is all about trial and error, you're gonna fall down, you're gonna make mistakes. It's all about how you choose to walk away from those you're gonna make, walk away bitter, or Are you gonna walk away better? And that's the lesson I'm trying to teach her.
0: A hundred percent. One thing I always say is you will fail your way to success. You will fail your way to success. I mean, you look back at Einstein, you look at Henry Ford, how many times these guys have failed. You look at the Wright brothers, how many times they failed before they got it right. And they never gave up. And they're some of the most influential, famous people on the planet. Absolutely. So let's go into what exactly it is that you do. I know a lot of ladies and maybe even some single dads in the audience want to know and understand how you built up your strength and what you decided to do as an entrepreneur. What do you do as your business? Let's let's dive into that a little bit.
1: Well, as I mentioned earlier, I've been in the fitness industry for almost 17 years now. It is the heart of what I do, and I've absolutely loved it. But it wasn't until post-divorce that I started getting into the wellness side of it and actually got involved in network marketing. And that has really just excelled my growth in the personal development industry. Um, Or not industry, but the personal development. Um, The network marketing industry is one of the most overlooked um, industries out there but really it allows you to earn while you learn and it really really encourages personal development and um, so since I've integrated that I've been able to marry the two together which health and fitness they go together great and I'm able to coach women um, through through their health journey but then also help them sell set up businesses um, where they can run um, as a single mom or as a side business for um, people that run small businesses.
0: Awesome, awesome. So you truly are the entrepreneur. You are the single mom entrepreneur. You don't work in corporate America. You're not working for somebody else. You're doing this all on your own. Now I know um, uh, pre-COVID you had you had a studio you were you were teaching classes at, and then um, with COVID, just like most of the country, you you know you said no, this isn't going to keep me down. I'm going to steer the course here, and you did you do online classes. Let's, let's talk about that. So you do online um, courses and classes right now. What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so pre-COVID, I was only teaching in studios, live, in person. Never even would have thought about being on camera. And then COVID hit, and we all had to kind of figure things out. And so our studio um, in our industry, a lot of us went online, and I decided to do that. Um, and then back in June, I actually fell, and I injured myself. And that kind of led me to do some alternative exercises, which then led me to open up my own fitness classes online. So prior to that, I was teaching for other studios and still am, but I also um, opened up my own Pilates-based classes online as well. And so again, you got to take things that come to you in life. You can either look at them as as something that's going to um, hinder you, or you can look at it and go, okay, how am I going to make the best of this situation? And so there's a lot of people, covid a lot of businesses out there that have pivoted and they have um, really excelled from it. Same thing goes for me. I'm like, okay, well, when life hands me this, what am I going to do with it? And so I've chosen to make the best of it. And it's turned that, out great.
0: That is so fantastic. Now, I know you shared an awesome story with me. I want to share with the audience because I think it's freaking freaking amazing. Is you were at a point to where there was a little struggle there. You didn't know if you were going to make your rent. And then something miraculous and amazing happened. Let, let's let's hear that story, Lisa.
1: Well, I was, again, I was injured um, with my foot. And I was also laid off. So I was doing some um, home inspections just from prior stuff that I had done over the years with experience. And was doing that on the side. And um, got laid off from that in June. It was really starting to let my fear take over, like, what am I going to do? But I also knew too, I've got solid faith that I knew everything was going to work out. And sure enough, um, once I fell and injured myself, somebody told me, they said, well, Lisa, why don't you look into doing your own fitness classes? What about Pilates right now? That doesn't put any kind of um, stress on your foot, right? And I said, yeah. So I ended up doing that and I was able to make enough money to pay my rent through the end of the year.
0: That is insane. So, I mean, you don't have to say, but I'm just, it'll make it more impactful. How much did you make in that, in, in that period of time? What was it?
1: Let's just put it this way, I live in California,
0: which is one
1: of the most expensive real estate areas in the country, and I was able to pay um, for six months worth of rent, so significant amount.
0: That is so amazing, that is so amazing. I, again, I want the audience to hear that because so many times we fall into this state, we we get into darkness, we don't have anybody to pick us up, and I always tell people that p- people, places, and things will either elevate you or destroy you, and you made it happen. So that's such a fantastic story. Thank you for, for sharing that with me, Lisa.
1: Absolutely. And you know, the, another thing to add to that too is that... You know, when when I did go through my divorce and I had to give up 50% custody of my daughter, that was one thing that I refused to give up even more time of, which was having a full-time job outside of the house where I'd have to be away from her even more. And that's just my fighting spirit where I'm like, no, there has to be another way. And so that's just an example that when life gives you that, it's like, what are you, are you gonna just accept that that's just the way it is? Or are you gonna look for a plan B and say, no, there's gotta be another way and figure it out.
0: Right, right. Again, and you you did not make excuses. So we talked about the positive side. We're, We're in the light. Everything's all jazzy right now because I'm a firm believer. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. I want to touch a little bit because again, I know a lot of my ladies in the audience and even probably some men What happened in your marriage? How did you recognize and know that you were losing yourself, that you were in a relationship with a narcissist? Because that is a question that I get a lot of and I try and explain it. But coming from a third party, coming from an outside view, you might be able to shine some light on that as well. What did it do to your your life? How did you recognize it? And how did you prep yourself to get out of a marriage with a narcissist?
1: Well, anybody who's been in a marriage with a narcissist or who has been in the past knows that a lot of times when you're in the thick of it, you don't even see it. You, you're you so engulfed in it that you don't even see that there's a problem necessarily. You're just used to it. And so we were living up in the Pacific Northwest for eight years and I was away from friends and family for all that time. And it was easy to fall into that pattern because he was my life. That was it. I hardly saw any friends and family anymore. And it wasn't until we moved back to California in 2015 that um, I began to associate myself around friends and family again. And I think seeing their functional relationships with their partners and um, seeing my parents and their wonderful marriage that they have, it really began to highlight for me and see how bad things were. And so I started to slowly speak up and anybody who knows who's been with a narcissist knows once you start to do that, they don't like that anymore because they like the control, it's a manipulation game. And so we went to counseling, we tried to go through all that. Uh, It was a year and a half of trying to make it work. And at the end of it, I finally had had enough and decided that that was the best decision for us was to part. Um, He was not happy about it, but I ultimately knew that it was the right decision. And four and a half years later, here I am. (laughs) and I can honestly say it was the best decision for me, but it wasn't easy
0: right no and and i ask that because i want everyone to have hope and know that the world is not over because that marriage ends because you're strengthening yourself there is a life there is a new chapter after that and you're a perfect example um you, you said that you know people were trying to tell you you had influence your family was trying to tell you hey something's not right in this marriage is that is that right
1: They did. They were delicate about it, though. Nobody ever came out and said, you need to leave him. Um, My just my mom is just a godsend. She was so good the whole time, just keeping her mouth shut. (laughs) And she kind of struggles whether or not she should have or not. But quite frankly, I was strong headed. And if she would have said anything prior to me being ready, I wouldn't have heard it and received it well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember asking her at one point, how do you think he treats me? oh my that was uh she unloaded on me I was like wow that's how you've been feeling um and there were several friends I asked the same question of and they just had a lot to tell me and uh, it was oh they were absolutely right and it was hard to hear at first because you kind of feel a little foolish like how did I not see that all those years but at the same time it was really refreshing because it validated my feelings and it validated that I wasn't going crazy that it really was the truth
0: right right yeah and that that validation can be so huge when you're coming out of that because you feel a lot of guilt you feel you're the one to blame you're taking away said person's power because now they no longer have control over you but a question i asked you you know off of this when we weren't on the podcast is in regards to your your daughter um i respect and admire the fact that you never play the card you've never said any ill will about her father to her you are a grown-up, mature woman, that you're allowing your daughter to find her own truth without you having to be the the manipulator. Um, And sadly, there's a lot in the modern parenting world to where one parent is trying to manipulate said child against the other, and that is the wrong, absolute worst thing in the world to do because you want your child to find out their truth. So if you could please, Lisa, touch base a little bit on that.
1: Absolutely, so that was something I knew right away I was not going to do. My Nana um, was left with eight children uh, back in the 70s and her husband left her and really left her high and dry with no income, no anything. I mean, there were nights my mom said that they wouldn't even have any power. My Nana made the best of it and made it a fun camping experience. But with that said, she never said anything negative about their dad and even in those really harsh circumstances never once and i always admired her about that so in my situation i knew the impact of that because my mom said she never felt pitted against one parent versus the other regardless of how bad things were she found that stuff out later but uh i knew that i didn't want her to go through that it was hard enough for her to adjust to mom and dad being in separate houses let alone having any kind of turmoil of her knowing that there's tension with her dad or making her feel bad for loving her dad. What happened was between us, not with her. And I never wanted to put her in the middle of that. So that is something I strongly urge. I know it's hard, I know it's painful, but try not to get the kids involved in that.
0: Now, did she ask you, did she ever ask you? I'm sure she did in the beginning. Did she say, hey mom, you know, why aren't you and dad together anymore? Um, Did she ask those questions? And if she did, what was your response to that?
1: Um, it's come up a little bit over the years, never directly of like what happened, but she'll sometimes say, why aren't you and dad together? And I just said that we just, for the best of both of us, for us to be, um, whole people and the best parents that we can be to you, it's better off that we're by ourselves. And I always just tried to play up the positive. Yeah. So, Hey, you know, our time together now we get quality time. And so um we I always try to make the best of it when she's with me I can't speak for him but it sounds like so far he's been doing the same ever since we started to every single night whatever house she's in she calls that opposite parent right before bed so she's still talking to both of us every day and we try to keep that normalcy for her
0: good yeah and I'm, I'm a firm believer in that as well so sounds like you uh, you have a solid plan there sounds like baby girl is, is going down the right track with you and it's just such a fantastic story Lisa I, I really appreciate you sharing that um, because it is hard it is hard to come out of any marriage, let alone one that was abusive or had narcissism. there's a lot of mental instability that, that takes place there uh, and, it, and it really does play a toll on everyone you know. The saying, it takes a village, well, it goes the other way as well. We, you know, once somebody's affected, that whole village is affected. Um, anybody that's been in a relationship with abuse can attest to that. So. Really, really appreciate your story. My last thing here is again, you you have a fantastic story. I'm sure there's a lot of ladies that wanna connect with you. They wanna follow you. They wanna know what you're about. Who knows, maybe even wanna take on some of your classes. So how can people find you? Um, Go ahead and and, uh, I'm gonna let you plug yourself here. How can people find you and connect with you?
1: Absolutely, so um, Instagram, Facebook, and um, I'm under Lisa McGregor underscore lisa underscore marie underscore m um, on instagram and i also do have um, instagram called the unplanned chapter that kind of goes over my story a little bit more in depth and uh, talks about more specifics about what happened and how i overcame it
0: awesome and if they wanted to connect with you email you maybe for a class or join one of your classes how would they do that
1: um, they would just search me on Facebook, um, either under Lisa McGregor or under Pivot Fitness.
0: Pivot Fitness. Okay. Perfect. All right, ladies. And do you, do you have men that take your classes? Not as
1: of yet. Okay. Not any of my online classes In <laughs> in-person classes, yes, but not any of my online yet.
0: I just want to make sure that we're but not, they're leaving, welcome. <laughs> like, not, not leaving any of the men out. So I just want to make sure that they can connect with you. Um, Last question, we will close this out, is at the end of the day, um, you as a single mom, as an independent woman, as a follower of Christ, minus, minus Jesus, what is your inspiration and that keeps you going daily to provide the best life possible for you and your daughter?
1: I would say it's actually my daughter is what inspires me because I know that she's going to be looking to me, not only in the present moment to provide for her and then also provide an inspiration, but in the future, I hope that I can be that inspiration to her. That again, if things, when things go wrong, because they will, that's life that I provided a good enough example that you can always pick yourself back up again. Of course.
0: Correct. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, I really appreciate you being on the show and of course as I always say if you guys love me if you love my content I don't ask you for anything although through a lot of prayer and and uh thought I did throw up a Venmo on my TikTok and on my Instagram I don't even really care about that but what I care about is please make sure that you are sharing this podcast, that you are subscribing, that you are liking, that you are leaving me awesome reviews because it helps with my rating and it helps me to bring you guys more fantastic content. You won't want to miss next week's episode on Tuesday. I am having an amazing young lady on the show. Her name is Michelle Dempsey. She is the host of Moms Moving On podcast. She's a divorce specialist. She is another badass single mom, and I can't wait to have her on the show. If you don't know who she is already, Michelle Dempsey, check her out. And until next time, you guys stay blessed.